This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Say goodbye to performance-robbing engine deposits with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Hate to break it to you, but lower-grade fuel can leave deposits in your engine that build up over time and leave your engine's performance severely lacking. Thankfully, Shell V-Power Nitro Plus removes up to 100% of performance-robbing deposits with continuous use in gasoline direct-injection engine fuel injectors. Download the Shell app today to find your nearest Shell station and rejuvenate your engine with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Fuel up at Shell. Tonight, that chilling new video from the Capitol Hill riot as the impeachment managers made their case to convict former President Trump, arguing he was no innocent bystander, but instead the inciter in chief. The chaotic scene at the Capitol. This never before seen video from security cameras inside, showing just how close the rioters came to former Vice President Mike Pence. They were talking about assassinating the vice president of the United States. And the heroic actions of Capitol Police officer Eugene Goodman, turning Senator Mitt Romney away from the mob. Plus, police body cam video shows rioters attacking officers with hockey sticks and flagpoles. New mask guidelines. The CDC says wearing a double mask adds significant protection. The new research tonight. Back to school. Teachers in the third largest district agree to go back to the classroom for the first time in nearly a year. Plus, is President Biden backing away from his promise to get kids back to school in his first 100 days? President Biden visits the Pentagon, his new task force to deal with China and grappling with racism and extremism in the military. Preparing for record cold, ice in the south, snow in the northeast and midwest. What you need to know. Rescued. How three people survived on a deserted island for 33 days. And the COVID quilt. An inspirational little girl who wanted to honor the Americans lost to coronavirus. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital, 
Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin tonight with that breaking news, that chilling new video of the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. The footage, including the moment when Vice President Mike Pence was evacuated by the Secret Service, comes from the building's surveillance cameras. It shows rioters smashing windows and attempting to break down the office doors where Speaker Nancy Pelosi's staff was hiding. And Capitol Police Officer Eugene Goodman telling Senator Mitt Romney to turn around and run the other way, possibly saving his life. House managers revealed the new images for the first time today as evidence in former President Trump's second impeachment trial. Democrats used the new video, along with the former president's own words, playing his speeches and showing his tweets as evidence that Mr. Trump was the insider in chief, spending months falsely arguing the election was fraudulent before calling on his supporters to violently stop Congress from counting the Electoral College votes. We have a lot of new reporting tonight for you and your family, and our team is standing by. CBS's Chris Van Cleve is going to lead off our coverage tonight from the U.S. Capitol, where it has been a dramatic and emotional day. Good evening, Chris. Nora, tears ran down the face of a Capitol police officer inside the Senate chamber as some of those videos played. The senators sat in silence, focused on the monitors. Senator Mitt Romney said after the violence tears at your heart and brings tears to your eyes. Multiple capital entries! Multiple capital entries! Tonight, dramatic new security camera video from inside the U.S. Capitol as an angry mob breaks in. Some of the images deemed so disturbing, impeachment managers warned it may not be suitable for children to even watch. And outside the Capitol, police were being overrun. What are you doing? And used our flag, the American flag to batter, and to bludgeon. This new video shows Officer Eugene Goodman rushing to respond and directing Senator Mitt Romney to run for safety away from the rioters. Moments later, Goodman would lead an angry mob away from the unguarded Senate door. Here, Vice President Mike Pence and his family evacuate as the crowd hunting him and Speaker Nancy Pelosi closed in. Pence's military aide can be seen following him down the stairs with the nuclear football. And you can hear the mob calling for the death of the vice president. Oh, Nancy! Nancy! Where are you, Nancy? And this chilling audio from a Pelosi staffer hiding from rioters behind a barricaded door. We need Capitol Police, I think. President Trump put a target on their backs, and his mob broke into the Capitol to hunt them down. But the House Democrats' case starts months before that dark January day, using former President Donald Trump's words and tweets to argue the attack on the Capitol was the inevitable outcome of a strategy dubbed the big lie that the election was stolen. Make no mistake, this election was stolen from you, from me, and from the country. The evidence will show you that he assembled, inflamed, and incited his followers to descend upon the Capitol to stop the steal. The president had every reason to know that this would happen because he assembled the mob he summoned the mob and he incited the mob impeachment managers argued the former president spent months essentially brainwashing we will never give up we will never concede stop the steal indoctrinating we're gonna fight like hell and ultimately weaponizing his supporters and when they were primed and angry and ready to fight He escalated and channeled their range with a call to arms. 
fight like hell. And applying public pressure on elected officials like Georgia's Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger to change the outcome of the election. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes. That January 2nd call by the former president is now the subject of a criminal investigation. Democrats repeatedly point to the former president's comments the morning of January 6th. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. President Donald J. Trump ran out of nonviolent options to maintain power. Donald Trump surrendered his role as commander in chief and became the inciter in chief of a dangerous insurrection. Impeachment managers really tried to bring this home to each senator. Remember, they need 17 Republicans to vote to convict, telling them the rioters got within 58 feet of the senators as they were evacuating the chamber, showing video of the evacuation. The only thing between the senators and those rioters, a line of Capitol Police. Nora. Those heroic Capitol Police. Chris Van Cleve, thank you. Let's bring in CBS's Nancy Cordes, who was there at the Capitol during the assault. And Nancy, it was stunning to see that video, to see just how close those rioters came to the senators. Right. And really hard to watch the security video and body cam video of these police officers being pummeled with flagpoles and fire extinguishers and bullhorns and really anything these rioters could get their hands on. And that was meant to be tough to watch, especially for the senators who were sitting there as part of the jury today. The message was, look at what these men and women went through because of the lies that the president told that this crowd believed. And look at what could have happened to you, senators, if these men and women hadn't laid down their lives to protect you. On that very point that the senators' lives could have been in danger, that image, of course, of that man in full tactical gear holding the plastic zip ties that could have been used as handcuffs on the senators. Could any of this new evidence or the images shown convince those 17 Republicans that the Democrats hope to convince. Well, here's what we're hearing from them just this evening, Nora. Senator John Thune, Republican from South Dakota, he told us, I think the managers were very effective. They had a strong presentation. I think it's pretty compelling. He's a member of Republican leadership. Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, I think that the House managers are making a very strong case, she said, about the words the president used, how he used them, when he used them to build the anger and the violence we saw at the Capitol. This doesn't mean they're going to vote to convict, but if you're a House impeachment manager, this is what you want to hear. Nancy Cordes, thank you. We're going to announce some breaking news on the coronavirus pandemic. Tonight, the CDC is putting out new guidance on masks as concern grows that those highly contagious variants of the virus are now spreading rapidly nationwide. And it comes even as deaths, hospitalizations and new infections now appear to be dropping. We get more now from CBS's Carter Evans. Tonight, a disturbing new COVID development in California, the arrival of the more aggressive variant first discovered in South Africa. Two cases have been reported through Stanford, one in Alameda County and one in Santa Clara County. The issue of mutations is top of mind. The number of known variant cases in the U.S. spiked 73 percent in the last week alone, with five states reporting the South African variant. 
Another strain first identified in the U.K. is now in 34 states, including Florida, which has seen nearly a 50 percent increase since Sunday. University of Miami pathologist Dr. David Andrews is trying to track the variants. I really want to increase our ability to sequence more of this virus to understand uh, more about its, its, its biological behavior. Infectious disease doctor Jonathan Lee tracked an immunocompromised patient in Boston, sick with a COVID variant for five months before he died. During that time, the virus inside him mutated more than 20 times. More rapid viral evolution and mutations can develop in, in these individuals and that we really need to be paying attention to them. And there is promising news on double masking. The CDC now says wearing a medical mask under a cloth mask substantially improved containment of COVID-19 and can also protect the wearer from infection. CBS News Chief Medical Correspondent Dr. John Lapook. These experiments from the CDC were remarkable, and they showed that if you wear two masks and they're well-fitted, that's the key thing, that you can have more than 95% protection from the aerosols that you otherwise might get. The U.S. just hit a milestone. 10% of the population has now received at least one shot, and new mass vaccination sites are going up around the country, including the home of the Mets in New York City, where people waited in the cold for a shot. If I have to wait here all day, as long as I hope for the best and we both can get it. Now, this is one of the mass vaccination sites in the L.A. area that is now only giving out second shots in an effort to conserve vaccine. Tonight, there is new CDC data obtained by CBS News that shows that 96% of Americans who got their first shot are now also receiving their second shot on time. Nora? And that is some very good news. Carter Evans, thank you. Some Chicago public school students are returning to classrooms tomorrow, where most have not been in nearly a year. The teachers' union approved a deal overnight with the nation's third largest school district. But in some cities, like Philadelphia, there's still a major rift over reopening. Here's CBS's Meg Oliver. I miss their smiling faces. I miss their energy. David Malone teaches third grade from his basement every day. He's been doing it since March. Do you want to return in person? 100%. Absolutely. If all safety measures are met, then I do want to go back to school. Malone is one of thousands of Philadelphia teachers demanding upgraded ventilation systems and vaccinations before they return to classrooms. Philadelphia Superintendent William Height says students are suffering. Quite frankly, they're isolated. And we are starting to see the negative effects of that all across the country with children being depressed. But tonight, it seems the White House is lowering the bar on their plan to reopen the majority of the nation's K-8 public schools within the first 100 days. Now, saying more than 50 percent of schools need to have at least one day a week of in-person teaching instead of fully reopening. That is our own effort to set an bold and ambitious agenda for how we're going to measure ourselves and progress. But uh, we certainly hope to build from that. CBS News has learned the CDC will release guidance for schools that will likely focus on five areas from basics like masks and school cleaning to ventilation. But even if schools do reopen, there are some parents who won't send their kids back, like Bader Lilly in Philadelphia. My daughter in particular said that if they don't have soap and hot water on a normal day, what makes you think they're going to have soap and hot water in a pandemic? Meg Oliver, CBS News, Philadelphia. 
Tonight, about 100 million Americans are under winter weather alerts. A dangerous ice storm pushing across the south caused numerous accidents in Lexington, Kentucky today. Next comes snow and record cold. CBS's Lonnie Quinn is tracking it all for us. Good evening, Lonnie. Good evening, Nora. You know, yesterday I showed you a radar picture that was pretty darn quiet. Well, it's anything but quiet today. Take a look at all the activity out there. We have storms all over the place. We have one in the mid-Atlantic. We have another one in Texas. We have another one off the Pacific coast and another one farther out into the Pacific Ocean. So basically, wherever you live in our country, it's every other day or it's every third day, you're going to have some kind of storm coming through your area. So what is it for tonight? I want to focus on that area around Kentucky and portions of Tennessee. You're going to see a lot of pink on the screen. That shows you the icing out there. Memphis, Tennessee, you could pick up a quarter inch of icing on your roadway. So again, you see how dangerous that is by some of that video we showed you. you got to be careful out there driving. For Philadelphia, it would be snow. About three inches for you. I think the jackpot tonight and even tomorrow would be south of Washington, D.C. Not actually in the city central, but just south of the city. You'll be picking up maybe half a foot of snow. And then it's really all about the cold air. I mean, this weekend, it's Valentine's weekend, and look at the numbers. Sunday morning in Dallas at 17, it feels like 1. St. Louis is 3. It feels like 10 below. And Rapid City, it is 15 below 0. It feels like 24. So the good folks in Rapid City are going to need more than flowers and chocolates to warm the hearts. That is some cold air out there, Nora. (laughs) Really cold. Lonnie Quinn, thank you. All right. As the Trump impeachment trial played out today, President Biden made his first visit to the Pentagon, confronting extremism in the military and taking action on the coup in Myanmar. CBS's Weijia Zhang reports tonight from the White House. Tonight, in his first action against a foreign government, President Biden sanctioned military officials in Myanmar, formerly known as Burma, following the coup earlier this month. The people of Burma are making their voices heard. And the world is watching. We'll be ready to impose additional measures. The president also called for the immediate release of the country's de facto leader, Aung San Suu Kyi, who was arrested. Today, Mr. Biden joined the first African-American defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, in honoring black service members who helped make up the 40 percent of active duty forces who are people of color. That's long past time that the full diversity and full strength of our forces reflected at every level in this department. Last week, Austin issued a military-wide stand-down, ordering leaders to talk to their troops about extremism in the ranks. After at least 20 veterans and three current military members were among those arrested in the Capitol assault, a defense official tells CBS News that over the weekend, extremist graffiti, the words Nazi life, was found on a Navy carrier. Last month, a sailor was removed from another ship after confessing to placing a noose on someone's bed. Today, President Biden also announced a new Pentagon task force will make recommendations for the U.S. strategy toward China, asked if he is interested in punishing Beijing for not being truthful about the virus last year. The president said he is interested in getting all the facts. Nora. Weijia Zhang at the White House. Thank you. Tonight, three castaways are recovering after being stranded on a deserted island in the Bahamas for 33 days. The U.S. Coast Guard rescued them Tuesday. All three, two men and a woman, are from Cuba. They say they swam to the island after their boat capsized. They survived by eating coconuts, rats, and meat from conch shells. Incredible. 
All right, Tom Brady had one more trick play as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers celebrated their Super Bowl win today with a boat parade. Brady tossed the championship trophy across the water to his favorite target, Rob Gronkowski, who is in another boat. Gronkowski caught it, but a few hearts stopped along the way. A California teenager is making sure the victims of the pandemic are not forgotten with a needle, thread, and inspiration from her mom. Here's CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti. In a year that left so many of us hanging by a thread, 14-year-old Madeline Fouget is using hers to stitch together the stories of those taken by COVID-19. Fred Miller was a farmer. What do you see when Um, you look at your quilt? I don't see fabric. I don't see pictures. I see people. People like 13-year-old Anna, whose mother sent this touching letter just two weeks after she died. She was a dancer and loved acting. She left behind myself, her father, and two sisters and two brothers. We miss her so much. And this from the family of a World War II veteran. Like so many others, my dad died alone in a nursing home without anyone to hold his hand or comfort him. Madeline's COVID quilt began as a seventh grade history project, inspired by her mom, Catherine, who helped create the AIDS memorial quilt, honoring more than 125,000 lives lost. So I told Madeline those stories and how healing and almost magical they were to me. She said, Mom, we need to do that. She's heard from people as far away as New Zealand. These were people who lived and died, and they deserve to be remembered. Weaving heartache into a small symbol of comfort. They need to be remembered, and I will help remember them. Jonathan Vigliotti, CBS News, Los Angeles. What a beautiful tribute. Tomorrow, CBS News live coverage of former President Trump's second impeachment trial, and it starts at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. And that's tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts.